Texas Steampunk Connection coming to you live from various parts of Texas in our bunkers and airships and whatnot. I am Flavio as usual, and with me as always is Thax, the Gentleman Adventurer, and Jack from Steam Chest, and we have Master Blue Stocking. Say hello, Woo! guys. Hey! So once again, we are here to talk, oh, probably about Steampunk most likely, because that's what this is about. Thank you for listening to the Texas Steampunk Connection. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You've reached Texas Steampunk Connection. It's Tuesday night. Uh, let's see. It's the beginning of February. I don't know where January went, but uh, it's just flying by. Uh, I am joined with uh, Blue Stocking and Jack, as usual. And tonight we have uh, very special guests. Uh, we have uh, Janie Mitchum and Joe Hi. Gill, uh, President and Program Development uh, for the League Kempner House. Uh, which is a uh, Victorian mansion in Galveston that they have taken on uh, rebuilding and turning into a, a living museum uh, for a Victorian stuff and, and Galveston history. Uh, so we get to talk to them tonight. Uh, so if you've ever watched this old house or uh, any of these uh, shows where they are uh, rebuilding houses, flippers are usually the ones I wanted. Uh, if you like house flipping shows, I guess this will might might fit. Um, but I'm really excited because I love those shows. <laughs> it's it's like it's like I'm a, a do-it-yourselfer, but I'm not actually doing any of it. <laughs> it's like uh, I used to buy exercise videos and lay on the couch and watch them and crack my husband up. <laughs> and I said, well, I have to learn the steps before I try. You know, it's like... <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, the weather's been really nice this last Beautiful. week. Beautiful. Oh, it's perfect. Uh, we've gotten a little rain and a uh, little cool weather. But today it was up in the 70s down here. We got uh, to the 60s. It was we got, too. Yeah, we got 66. So We got 70 today. Nice. Now the weatherman is threatening uh, another cold snap. No. This <laughs> time with rain. Uh, Such a filthy mouth. No. <laughs> winter's over. We've already had winter. I still have one sweater I haven't worn yet, so I, I can do one more cold snap. I, get, more I never yeah. thought to look at it that way. Yeah, I still I, have some I, sweaters I, to winter's wear. Winter's over when I've worn every sweater once. <laughs> I've run through all my warm pajamas on my comfy socks. It's time to be done. And besides, didn't the groundhog say it was a... Uh, yeah. Uh, no six more. Yeah, punks early, no early spring. Yeah, early spring. Because groundhogs are no known hey. for their psychic powers. <laughs> Just saying, <laughs> animals know things. Yep, they do. They do know. Um, there was a groundhog in Kansas that died. Like they brought it out to see if you could see a shadow. And it, that's. Apparently think, dropped dead. I think that's happened to one of the punks that Tony's one before. Just one? <laughs> Every other groundhog is still alive. They're all alive. Because he was scared. <laughs> Get yanked out of his den. You mean like during the ceremony? That, like that's what I'm going to believe. And... Yeah, I think that's happened before. Oh, yeah. Got a replacement groundhog. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Pupper. Aww. Well. Bites your knee. It's one. It's four more weeks of winter. <laughs> oh, no. She would do it, too. <laughs> Well, it might still get cold because I haven't seen any robins. And we always any... get like a big flock of robins right ahead of the last cold mm. front of the year because they, they we... fly just ahead of the cold weather. Hmm. So. I didn't, I think I've seen some in our backyard. I don't know. Our backyard is like a Disney movie. I think I've seen some back there, but I don't know. They can't. <laughs> I don't go outside much, so I might have just missed them. But... <laughs> All right. Well, was... Jack. Oh, sorry, Thax. Oh, I, I just always feel like February is like going through a gauntlet and you yeah. don't know if uh, you're going to get. The big freeze because we did in 2021 
and mm -hmm. we did in 2022 slightly less but uh and we did in 2020 i was looking back through my emails for university closures <laughs> just to, <laughs> to figure out and yeah we had we've had closures graphing it year. out yeah we've had closures every year for like the last six years so yeah it's february man i so know <laughs> I'm, I'm paranoid <laughs> you just never know you just never know about yeah. february you gotta yeah. keep an eye on it yep got plenty of things in the freezer and my generator is all charged up so <laughs> i was damaged Art. from 2021 <laughs> It was rough. It was rough. It was bad. It was Start getting like Vietnam flashbacks. <laughs> hey, PTSD can happen from. It just depends on how traumatized you are. So. Well, Jack, on that you want a pleasant note? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's, let's move on to something a little more. Really dark turns here. Let's all have a drink and lighten the mood. Exactly. <laughs> so, perfect period of events. Tell everyone what you were trying to. Crack into before. Where, the were oh, yeah. Where were you going with that? Yeah. Well, I got I got Did part of the cork open? out, so we can actually drink some of it tonight. Okay. okay. Just drill a hole into what's uh, left of the cork. It is a Balmore Islay single malt Scotch whiskey, uh, bourbon cast matured. So Fancy. really good stuff. But it's if you like peat moss flavored, you know. Don't know that I've ever <laughs> experienced that. It's one of those that it kind of grows on you after you've uh, after you've had it once or twice, three. So blue stocking, you know, you know what band aids smell like? <laughs> that's, that's this. It, it straight up smells you like. You know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on that. <laughs> that. That sounds kind of like we used to drink a beer in high school. This long time ago, it was called Buckhorn, and it was ninety nine cents a six pack. <laughs> And we used to get, we used to buy one good beer and drink it first, and then, the, and then you'd start you drinking, off, the, just getting start the, drinking yeah. the buckhorn yeah. because you didn't, you didn't really care after that. So <laughs> it was like ten steps down from Pearl. It, I was gonna yeah. say, is Pearl, it like PBR? <laughs> Pearl was a high spot. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Pearl was a good beer. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're showing our age here because I haven't made Pearl in like 30 years. People are like, what? 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 Pearl? <laughs> what is that? Is that true? They don't make it anymore? I Do they? I don't. Maybe they do. I thought they stopped making it. I mean, they brought Zima back for a limited run. Yes. <laughs> so Zima. Zima was good. That, I yes, remember that. when Zima came out. I was too young to drink. I'm like, that looks like a I really wasn't. cool bottle. And finally, I get to have it. <laughs> I was just old enough to drink. I spent a lot of time with Zima in the 90s. Oh, I like Zima. That and Smirnoff Ice. <laughs> that was bad. Boone's, let's get real old. Boone's, Boone's Farm, Farm Strawberry Hill. Strawberry Hill. Yep. Boone's Farm Tickled Pink. Yeah. See, I always had, Strawberry Hill was what we always managed to get people to buy us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was the age of wine coolers. Yep. Which is funny because you hardly see them anymore because they've been replaced by White Claw. Yeah, I mean, they've been replaced by hard seltzer, basically, yeah. yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. But it's probably healthier for you, because I will admit, those are so full of sugar. Those yes, Bartles and James was... Oh, especially I like the, the, the I, I liked coconut them. ones. I, I, I did, too. I liked them. I thought they were good. <laughs> oh. Of course, and, I'm the one sitting here drinking the, you know, really sweet orange juice and ginger ale with elderflower. Elderflower. in one glass. <laughs> Dig it. <laughs> And I about mixing it with anything, but yeah, weren't you supposed to be okay with little other flour? <laughs> she got some up there in the corner. I was always one that I like to show people because they're like, that's a weird flavor. <laughs> Dax, what weird beer do you have tonight? Okay, I got a weird one. I haven't tried it yet. Just got it from the grocery store on clearance. $5 a six pack. Marked down from 10. Wow. Dax is beer shop? Bear King Brewing. Okay. Oh. This one is Burn. called no. Ambrosia. 
misspelled so that it can fit amber in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's an amber ale with maple. <gasps> okay. So it's Canadian. <laughs> um, that's a good question. It is a Texas beer. Okay. Oh, so it's from the Lost Maples, the ones that were carried down during the last Ice Age. <laughs> you know, you've never been to Lost Maples National Park? No. <laughs> it's pretty, especially through autumn time, because there's it's basically just this valley of Where maple is tree. It? Um, it's central Texas somewhere. Ah, okay. Like no- south of you and probably north of me, I think. <laughs> so it's somewhere between me and you? Somewhere. I'm used to coming from the west side of Texas. I'm like, everything's just east. Everything's just south. Of me, so and not 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 to knock your beer, but five dollars today, if you account for inflation, that that might be a ninety nine. I'm letting that let that out up front. This is the clearance beer. That yet stacks is weird clearance beer corner. <laughs> is that the dog smelling the bucket that it came out of? <laughs> it's not on my side. No, that's that's my dog saying hello to Logan. Just came home, so she's oh, okay. saying hello. Oh, she's she's part husky, so she's very vocal. Oh yes, I had two huskies. All right, thanks. Give it so a this is a, a very sweet aroma. It's got a, a dark yellow uh, color and a frothy head. And there's nothing that screams maple, but it definitely has something going on there that's sort of sweeter. And uh, it's nice. It's really good. I guess. The price was right, so I bought twelve of them. So I'm glad, I, glad it's not glad terrible. It good. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for the day that you get one that turns your face inside out. Oh, here's the thing: the one that turns his face he doesn't drink becomes presents to us later. Oh, ooh. okay, yeah. Let's not do that. Like we give Lawrence a basket of, of things we, we detested on the on the show. Time to have a party and put out all the liquor you don't yes. like. Yes, yeah, yeah. Exactly. like a white elephant liquor party. Oh man, that'd be that could be one of the that could be. A, Someone has to like raffle in that in for that or something. They make a whole was, a whole event. D- does beer go bad? Because I bought this weird lemongrass beer mm-hmm. yes. on clearance one time, yeah. and it's it's been in my pantry for a long time. So. It can go a little funky. It can yeah. go bad. Um, yeah. If you've hopefully, if your temp, you know, your pantry hasn't had wide ranges fluctuations temperature, it could still be okay. Oh, no, it's not in Why would you buy lemongrass beer? Well, uh, Tay and I, my daughter and I were not big beer drinkers, and so we kept buying weird beers thinking we would find one that we liked. Uh, Yeah, I've done that. Like, this is one that if it went bad, I'm not sure how I would know. (laughs) I'm assuming it would have a, most beer that goes bad has a skunky kind of weird. Yeah, like. Yeah. Unless, start you, off that way. Yeah. unless you have an IPA, then you'll never know when it's bad. Except <laughs> it's just, because Un- unlike bad milk, when you can just give it to your oh. spouse and say, "Taste this," and tell me if you think this. <laughs> that was an SNL sketch a few years ago. Yeah. Here, I think this is bad. Taste this. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Dude, this is gross. Taste it. Yeah. That's, that's why you get married, so you have a oh, taste. Yeah. Exactly. We taste weird things for you, so you don't have to. All right. That's all right. Beth, what are you drinking? Uh, my usual. And remember last week I said I was going to get the... Uh... Oh, she's got a straw. Yep, I got my straw. <laughs> I told you I was going to do it, and I did it. You can get them six, <laughs> six pack on Amazon. <laughs> and they even come with a little brush to clean them out. So it's the Stella, Ross. Stella Rosa Red. Huh. Yep, it's screw top. <laughs> screw top, 10 bucks at Walgreens. <laughs> Toss in a straw, and I'm ready to go. I've had beer... Uh... Wine's way cheaper than ten bucks, <laughs> so you're you're classy. I am very fancy. Fancy, fancy. 
And Janie, we have not heard. What are you working on? Got a tumbler uh, over there. I drink anything with vodka. So <laughs> if it's a liquid and you can pour vodka in it, you can. <laughs> I, in college, her nickname was Vodka Lady. I like the way you think. Yeah. So <laughs> this is um, uh, Gatorade. <laughs> So I can I can hydrate and get my electrolytes and not be hungover while I drink all at the same time. So. Your electrolytes and your vodka at the same time. Yeah. Should, oh, we, should we talk about the here? time in college when I was still in high school and you had a party and didn't have? No, we don't need to talk about anything. <laughs> so you invited me to come to you your party. We don't need to talk about anything that happened. <laughs> yeah, never. So talk about that. that was my first experience with vodka. Uh, yeah, you and guys. It, and, it, and it ended up with her driving me back home, saying, "Don't tell mom. Don't tell mom. <laughs> Chew some gum. Don't. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> so you guys have known each other for. We're sisters. We're sisters. Okay, I didn't. Okay, my makes reading part. Okay, he didn't catch that at first. Yeah. Fax may have, but he didn't let us in on it. Fax <laughs> is more researchery. <laughs> We're learning in the moment. <gasps> oh, is that what we call not telling your co-stars co important information? <laughs> no, this is we're all really busy, and so we don't do our research until the last minute. <laughs> yeah, I, we know we know yeah. it well. Full time job. Yeah. She knows some things. <laughs> <laughs> some things, not everything. We all keep not darkest everything. secrets between each other. <laughs> well, I know Joe because uh, she threw this uh, bon voyage party for the. Uh, uh, steampunk uh, cruise group. They were cruising out of Galveston and I was not able to go, but they were throwing this party and they invited anyone who wanted to come. So uh, Erica, Flavio, and I went down um, to wish them off and wish we were going with them. <laughs> and that's that's how we met Joe. You hosted the party at your Victorian mansion that you were sort of renovating and rebuilding and uh, we gave it... We, Got a little tour of the house and it was awesome. That was mine. That was, that was actually me. That's oh, my house. Oh, that's your house. That's her first one. It was that's about. First I'm the one that got her to buy it. It's so Joe's it's really, fault. It's my fault. A, I have a saying: everything is Joe's fault. fault. It's like the six degrees of seven bacon. Anything that's <laughs> wrong in my life, I can get it over to Joe. Usually in three. This is what it means to be a little sister. This is what it means everything's to be a little your sister. fault. Yes. <laughs> That I, my whole life, I wanted a little, tiny, wooden, Victorian, gingerbread house, just all fancy and cute that I could work on and fix myself. And um, instead, I've got two gigantic brick and concrete, like, beasts of houses. And the first one that you went to was Joe's fault because she has friends she's known online way back from message boards in the old, in the old, old days of the... Yep. internet and um they were doing a little thing on facebook when facebook was brand new about homes for sale in their area and houston has you know nothing but new homes they've torn everything right. down so joe was looking in galveston because there's so many cool old homes and she came across the lucas apartments which was this white concrete building right before you get to the beach with these shell cast concrete features on it. And when we were little and we go to the beach, we weren't allowed to ask, you know, are we there yet? Are we there yet? So we'd watch for this building because when we saw it, we knew we were right at the beach. So she sent me a Facebook post and said, look what's for sale. You should buy it. Ha ha. 
<laughs> and I replied back, oh, I would, but it's sale pending. <laughs> and like a couple of days later, she sends me another note and said, she's stalking it. <laughs> she says, <laughs> I really wanted her to buy it. <laughs> she said, look, it's, it's active. <laughs> so I went with a girlfriend and who's a realtor and said, you know, take me down. I'm not buying anything. I'm not buying. I just want to see inside. I want to know what it is. So we walked inside and started squealing like little girls running around. And I called my husband. I said that, you know, I think you need to come to Galveston. And I, I may want to buy this house. And he's like, I'm not driving down there. Do what you want to do. <laughs> That's said, why you keep him. But you're on your own. I'm not driving to Galveston. He said, I'm not driving to Galveston to work on a, you know, a house. So it was Joe's fault that she had not posted it, it or found it. it is. Her husband didn't speak to me for like a year. Yeah, so he he actually he's very supportive. He just we buy and remodel old fifties ranch houses, and he, you know it's a job for him. He doesn't want to spend his free time. Oh yeah, doing yeah. more. But he's actually very supportive and proud of the house. Look at but, this new uh, project we bought for you. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so if I make a honeydew list, he will come occasionally help me out in a pinch. But um, but it's kind of my crazy. I call it my weird hobby. So everybody needs a hobby. Everybody needs that, but it's actually how I got this house. It's, it's, it's only two removed from Joe because driving to the Lucas apartment to work on it, I passed this house every day <laughs> and it was in sad, sad, sad shape and getting worse. And one day it had a for sale sign on it and the rest is history. So I blame that on Joe because she hadn't posted about the Lucas apartments. I wouldn't have bought that and I wouldn't have been driving to Galveston. I wouldn't have seen that and I wouldn't have bought that. So it's, Joe's fault. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> and here we are. Back to me, always. <laughs> it's always the little sister's fault. It's I always. I have hey, a troublemaker. Yeah. Troublemaker. I, my mother took me aside when I was very young because she was also a younger sister. And she told me, as long as you're the younger sister, you're never going to do anything right your entire life. So just get used to it. <laughs> Your sister will always let you know everything you're doing wrong. And I was like, oh, okay. My big brother was very quick to correct me. A lot. Being the middle brother, I always feel like no one ever listened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Middle child. Middle child is yeah. middle child. Middle child. So Janie, when you say this house, you are referring, of course, to the League Kepner house, which we uh, uh, brought you on to talk about tonight, and uh, that gave us a little background into how you uh, discovered it or, or got a hold of it. But uh, you, you've you started a whole uh, uh, what do I want to say uh, nonprofit to get this house back up and running. It uh, is. I, I actually bought it thinking I would flip it. So my thought was uh, the Galveston Historical Foundation has a really cool program and a lot of historical preservation foundations do where they, they have a revolving fund where they'll go buy a distressed property and get it fixed up to the point where someone's not afraid of it and can take on the project so that they can save houses that are in really poor condition. And I thought, well, I can do something like that. I can buy it, work on it, get it stable and structurally sound and then sell it and get my money back. And it'll give me something to do for a year or so um, in COVID, you know, in lockdown. Um, and unfortunately for me, once I got in there and saw it, it was all boarded up and dark. It didn't have power. You really couldn't see much. Um, once I got in there and really looked at it, it's completely original inside. It's just um, incredible. It's like 
almost like the day it was built. The Victorian kitchen is still there, the bathrooms. It was never chopped up or changed. All the millwork's there. It was in, you know, poor condition. But I just could not bring myself to, you know, gut the kitchen and put a modern kitchen in. You know, nobody's going to buy a house that size if it doesn't have all the right amenities to it. And so then what do you do with it? So I did a little soul searching and decided to put it in a nonprofit and open it as a house museum. So Galveston has so many beautiful old Victorian homes that are well-preserved, um, but there's only two you can tour, the Moody Mansion and Bishop. So people come down and, you know, they want to know what homes they can see. And there's really not a lot that you can get inside. So, and this one is right on Broadway. It's considered what they call the Broadway beauties, you know, the big, big mansions that line Broadway. So it made sense. So last December, my husband, and I put the deed over in a nonprofit. So I don't actually own it anymore. It's not mine, um, but I volunteer with the non. Profit Joe's a volunteer. Um, and so we're trying to get off the ground. So we did a little bass backwards. I say usually people plan and have capital funds, you know, raise money and then buy something. And we just like, oh, we have it. What do we do? <laughs> we threw it in the nonprofit. And so now we're like, oh, what do we do? Um, so we're, we're, you know, we're slow to get off the ground, but we're starting to gain some traction. We just got our first grant, so we're getting a new roof, and we've done a lot of structural work, and we're so excited. We did the steampunk last year with Johnny, just uh, you know, hosting a little picnic on the ground, just as a kind of an afterthought. Actually, Johnny came up with the idea, and um, so he was excited, and we had a lot of fun. So he came up with the idea to expand the event this year and have more people at the house and try to actually raise some money for the house. So we're very excited about that. And we've started tours. So we're we're getting there. But the steampunk event was our first first big thing we did at the house. So it we have a soft spot in our heart for it because it kind of kicked things off for us. And that was my fault. That was my idea. No, that was so. before it, was, it actually was because it was before the house was a nonprofit. Yes. Yes. And um so the the house was included on the driving tour. And so um, I told I told Johnny, I'm like, hey, you know, why not start the tour at this house and everybody can start in the same place and we can just have a picnic because it has a big yard and then they can go on the driving tour. And so um, and, and it was so much fun. We had such a good time. You know, we had a couple of long games. We did like a little bit of Victorian stuff and we had a like an Alice in Wonderland you know, style croquet. Um, and so this year it's like going to be much much bigger it's going to be an extravaganza <laughs> we're excited about it uh i mean of course we are um what one thing that w when i think of rebuilding or you know renovating victorian houses from what i've seen on those crazy flipping shows and uh youtube channels where people are trying to do that is that it is it is an undertaking <laughs> there is so much <laughs> Uh, uh, damaged yeah. and rotted and rusted and you know bowing and not straight anymore. That it it's it's years of a project and and a money sink and uh, <laughs> huge. Well, yeah, it is the black hole vortex of uh, money sucking. Yeah. The money pit. Yeah. 
Because we're in year four and still doing structural work in the basement. Yes, we've been three years in, in the, the basement. basement. Well, we call it yeah. basement. It's the ground floor. The ground if you were the true basement, you'd swim pool down there in Galveston. But it's the ground floor. <laughs> it was The house was about to, I think, unceremoniously sit itself on the ground. It had a lot of problems underneath from water and, and termites and just age, just age. So we, but it's solid now. It's um, half the roof was replaced right away. The other half we're replacing with this grant. So we'll be dry. Wood, you never know. Um, yeah. So we've come a very long way, but we haven't been doing the pretty things, you know, up in the house. So we're anxious to move up and, and start in the house proper but all this stuff has to be done first and it is gross disgusting nasty and it's not glamorous at yeah, all it is right if you've seen any of the the youtube because it's all been documented yeah. from day one it's, i watched some of them yes. yeah yeah i, I love when you watch channel. the home renovation shows and you know everybody's got on clean clothes <laughs> <laughs> and they're brand, they're brand new boots and they're brand new work belts. Yeah, and they're wearing their cute little, you know, wedge wedge sandals as they sand something. Like, yeah, that's not yeah. really yeah. how yeah. it works. Yeah, yeah. and that's and how, how they works. And and they'll say, oh, there's a problem with the foundation, and they cut to commercial, and they come back, and they're like, well, we fixed the problem with the foundation, <laughs> and I'm like. They did it during a commercial and we're on year four. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how did they get it done in a commercial? But, you don't realize yeah, they came I, back I, six I months later. Shows, yeah. They'll cut away and you'll see like 20 guys standing on the side ready to come in and start working. You know, and yeah. you're like, yeah, we don't have the 20 yeah. guys. We yeah. The hosts guys. aren't touching anything. Yeah. yeah, that's why they look so nice. No, I go <laughs> home and take off my clothes and take off my socks and I actually have like dirt between my toes. I have to, you know, oh. go outside. I mean, it's just, um, it's. <laughs> so y'all are hands on in the, in the oh, dirt yeah. and the getting it all. Okay. Yeah. 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 I've done um, my husband and I on the houses we do, we do all the work ourselves. So we don't okay. clear anything okay. out. So I've been doing this since I was a little kid with my dad had me up roofing a house when I was 11 or 12. So I've done it my whole life. Now I'm a little, older and a little slower and a little achier <laughs> takes a little longer to recover but um but we have volunteers that do a lot of the work we've we have a paid mason that's done a lot of the structural work um but all the grunt work all the going to the dump and you know the yard work we i've it's an acre yard i mowed it with a push mower the first two and a half years because it had so many rocks oh, and oh. stumps in it it, it was brutal but we finally cleared it enough that we can have a real lawnmower service come in wow. and mow so that was a big accomplishment but the yard's <laughs> great you'll see it when when you come to the steampunk um event at the house you'll see the yard is it's um beautiful now we've got a big clear lawn we just got some benches in we've been doing a lot of cleanup and a little landscaping um, it's a great place to hang out and just kind of chill and throw a picnic blanket down and and come sit on our benches. Nobody sits like we sit on our benches and nobody has sat on them yet. Oh so, no! Yeah. But if you come to the steampunk picnic, you need to sit on a bench. Fresh <laughs> benches. And that's going to be on Sunday, right? At the event. Yeah, that's the Sunday. Yeah, yeah I, I can't go to that one. On, we have to head back home. It, uh, I have a, like five, six-hour drive back home. 
Okay, Ooh, well, you can stay, stay in Galveston with us. I yeah. can't. Well, you'll have to come by in the morning on your way out. We'll give you a special tour. We'll yeah. you a might try that, yeah. Come yeah. by and see the house. If you, yeah. seen. you can't come all the way to Galveston and not come, at least come by. And I, well, I would like to. Get. We're up in Denton, so it's yeah, yeah, that's a, bit of a, a, haul to get it's back, a bit of a haul, yeah, yeah to yeah. there and back. But we might do that before we head back home. Oh, it's pretty yeah. exciting. But it's fun. It's a, it's a labor of... Uh, love i will say yeah after all these years of working with houses i'm i don't want to jinx myself but i've been pretty <laughs> lucky and avoided injuries for the most part this this house has I'm uh, nine one now so i can second one to fit in yeah this house i've broken uh, multiple bones already in it i just uh, so oh Seriously? It's been a tough one. Yeah. Oh, no. You shouldn't fall through floors like that. It's not healthy. <laughs> I did <laughs> fall through the floor. Well. I stepped There's in. Well. It had a giant yeah. cistern underground, like oh, yeah. the size of a backyard swimming pool. I mean, it was crazy, the cistern under the house. And it had a, a brick cover on it, but it had three manholes. And the guys were working one day and opened one of the manholes, and I didn't know it. And Joe and I got there early in the morning. I went running downstairs to turn the lights on and stepped into this open manhole and uh that hurts thinking about it it's just it was jarring it's just like my brain was like what just happened to me what just happened (laughs) there was supposed to be four here why am i I sitting there up to my you know uh, uh, hanging by my armpits in this hole and it slammed my rib cage and broke some ribs and oh Good. Joe had to come. <laughs> Drive Although, you had a- this, is, this is my favorite thing, though, because this was. <laughs> She's going to tell. We had to start the YouTube channel, right? So we had been filming since the beginning, um, but we had just started the first, the original YouTube channel, and we're trying to get like the social media going. And so I heard yelling, and I didn't know where she was. And so I'm going like all over the house trying to find her, and I finally get into the basement and find her like hanging, you know, she kind of managed to crawl out of it a little bit and was laying on the floor. And I was like, Oh my God. And and she was like, help me. And I'm like, you know, what do you want me to do? And she said, take my picture. (laughs) 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 So of course, right. I have to, because my big sister told me to. So I, so I grab her phone and I'm taking her picture and the guys come up to pull her out of the manhole and they're looking at me like, what the Sorry. hell? What kind of monster are you? And you're, you're just standing there with the camera. It's okay, it's for the internet. I'm like, yes, I'm following instructions. I do what I'm told. Oh yeah, we God. didn't. We did not try to recreate it, though. We Please no, <laughs> no. That and there's actually there's actually a video on it, and everything is like. But that was our favorite troll comment because on one of the YouTube videos where she falls in the the manhole um, and and cracked her ribs and. Um, and, it, and it's all just like the raw footage we posted. And and we at the time, we had this one troll, and he was kind of funny, and his only comment was, drama queen. Oh my God. <laughs> she climbed in there and made it look like she fell in. New channel. When we, when we, had, we, we had to create a new YouTube channel so it would be under the nonprofit. So, oh. you know, it would be, you know. And, uh, and sadly, he didn't follow us to the new channel. We lost him. We were very sad. Because he, <laughs> yeah. he, he was clearly did not like um, women being in charge of anything. Oh, and and um, and it's clear who I am. You know, it's my video. I'm talking. I'm explaining. Every video else. opens with "Hi, I'm Jamie." Introduce who I am and everything. And then one of the comments he says, uh, and then my Mason 
who I love, Ricardo, who who rarely speaks. He's very quiet. He's he's a silent type, but I just love him. And uh, and I talk about Ricardo all the time. And in one of the comments, he said. I wonder who's making the decisions. I hope it's Ricardo and not the woman. Oh, no. <laughs> the woman. No. The woman. I'm going to have her shirt made that just said the woman. <laughs> I am the woman. <laughs> the woman. The woman. Oh, no. Yeah. That's terrible. So, but and we lost him. Constantly disappointed in life. <laughs> we lost him. We were sad. He was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Genera he generated views and content, you know. Yeah, yeah. if you're still out there, teeny bag of chips, if you happen to see this, we miss you. So. <laughs> oh, Please no. continue to post. <laughs> yeah. Leave us a oh. comment. Let us know you're okay. We worry about you. Yeah, there's yeah. always going to be one of those anytime a woman. Yeah. I, yeah. <clears throat> It's, yeah, uh, my latest fun. injury, I had to laugh because I I tend to hurt myself just doing stupid, mundane things. I was literally just walking out the driveway and I stepped funny and rolled my ankle and broke my ankle. And so I, I spent seven weeks in a boot and like two days after this happened, I'm in this boot and our liability insurance inspector comes. <laughs> And he doesn't ask anything about my leg or anything, but he inspects the house and he comes up and uh, actually he talked to Joe and Joe came and said, well, he said he's going to have to write up the uh, broken sidewalks in the front because it's a tripping hazard. And I'm just looking at my leg going, hmm, well, <laughs> maybe so. But now he's a volunteer. Now he's a volunteer. Now he's one of our Wait, favorite really? volunteers. Yes. That's yes, awesome. Yes. yes. He comes in essence for us when we do tours. But I couldn't really argue about the finding on the sidewalk since I had just literally two days before broken my leg on it. So <laughs> it's gone now. It's been demolished. So yes. With the sidewalk? Be, the sidewalk. The sidewalk. <laughs> not my leg. We got rid of that problem. <laughs> that ankle is gone. That's not a problem anymore. No, I, I broke my foot the same way. I just rolled wrong on a yeah. sidewalk and dropped yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not a good time. I climb on things. I do all this stuff. You know, I'm fine. I just plain old walking. Yes. <laughs> or using hand sanitizer. Oh my God. My worst. I had a horrible thing in a, in a restaurant. I thought I was going to go blind right in the middle of COVID. I went to a restaurant in Galveston and they had like a gallon sized jug of hand sanitizer with a big pump thing and it had gummed up and was sticky in the pump. Oh no. Did it? And so I go to push it and it doesn't come out. So I push super hard. Well, the thing breaks free and it shoots out and goes like in my eye, like a glob the size of your fist up under my eyelid. And it, I mean, it's like burning. It's horrible. <laughs> and I'm laughing. <laughs> and I am, it was so funny. I'm screaming and clawing at my face and I'm screaming water, water, water. And this poor little high school kid behind the counter hands me a bottle of water with the cap on it. I'm like, I can't see, you know, I'm feeling the bottle. Unfortunately, there was a nurse standing beside me and she grabs it and, you know, takes care of my eye and everything. But my eye swelled up and turned black and the cornea was burned. And, and people are like, well, where are your safety glasses? I'm like, I was in a restaurant. <laughs> I was using hand sanitizer, you know. <laughs> So wow. I don't I don't use those pump ones anymore. <laughs> yeah, <Do> it again. <laughs> but we are very safety conscious. But we are safety conscious. We do. 
we you'll use, make yeah, the house safe is safe. always our number one thing. So yes, the house is safe. We're under construction and you get to see, you know, inside the walls and inside the floors. And but it's uh, the the parts you can tour and go in and where the events will be during the steampunk festival are safe for people to walk around. So, um, yeah. so for people who are watching who don't really know about the house or haven't looked, can you tell us a little bit about the house, the, the age, the the provenance um yeah yeah it's uh was built we think in 1893 we have some preliminary plans from september of 1892 and it was designed by a real famous architect down there nicholas clayton who did the bishop's palace which is probably the most famous house in galveston it's a big gorgeous house um but clayton did hundreds of houses and churches and things all over texas he was very very prolific, but this is one of his last big commissions. And he was close personal friend with the gentleman he designed it for, who is JC League, who if you're from Texas, you may have heard of League City, which is just north of Galveston. So League was a land developer and he went out and, you know, had all this acreage and laid out streets and donated land for public buildings and created League City just out in the middle of nowhere at the time. So he was very wealthy and um, he was a little older when he built the house. He and his wife, they had one daughter. She was in her late teens. So they built this gigantic house really to be empty nesters in. They have to so, downside. Yeah, so it's a huge <laughs> house that only had three bedrooms, a bedroom for them, their daughter and a guest room. And I guess four, you could say it had a servant's bedroom. Um, but it's built to be imposing and, you know, it's, it's was tall and wide. It had a gorgeous porte-cachet on the side that was really fun on Steampunk. We did the, the cars, the carriage house rentals and the cars drove through the porte-cachet. That was fun. Um, but it, it, um, yeah, it's just a fabulous house and it's built like a tank <laughs> and the first floor where they entertained is fancy. And then as you move back into the servants area, it's plainer. And the upstairs is actually a little plainer. Um, so those weren't public spaces where anybody ever visited, just the family. But then he died in, I think, 1916. He had appendicitis and died. And his widow sold the house to Eliza Kempner, who, if you've heard of Imperial Sugar, the yeah. Kempner family, that was one of their businesses and she had been widowed with I think nine children living at the time and they were from age one to 22 I think when her husband died so they were spread out over a number of years so she bought the house to be their family home and she actually added on to it which the rooms are huge she could have divided them up and made more bedrooms but she chose to add on so she put a big addition on it and added bathrooms because it was built with only one one family bathroom no. Um, which I think is interesting because when Daisy, the daughter, was married and built her home five years later, she put in five bathrooms. So they, <laughs> the Victorians figured out the value of indoor plumbing pretty quickly. Yeah, so, they caught on quick. Yeah, <laughs> they caught on quick. Um, but she added bedrooms, bathroom, and I think finished out the attic. So the finished space now is about 14,000 square feet. But it, what just really struck me when I got in and got the plywood off and looked at it is that they didn't, they added on, but they didn't touch the original. So like the Victorian kitchens, 
didn't have built-ins. They would have had a work table and maybe a baking rack and a stove and a sink. This kitchen is sitting there with just the sink built in. The rest of it's just a, a room. So it never had a modern, in 130 something years, it never had a modern kitchen put in. Um, you know, it's just like the day it was built, which is so rare to see. So, and these home improvement shows and redo shows, you know, they're always having to recreate trim work and put things back. And once we get the structure fixed, the pretty parts are all there. You know, it's a lot of cleaning and scrubbing and paint stripping, but uh, we don't have to imagine what it would have looked like or because it's just all intact and it has these, well, except for a couple of sad, sad areas that had water and, termites. Termites in it. <laughs> and one, unfortunately, was it had some incredible Tiffany stained glass windows, which we remove and they'll have to be rebuilt. But the termites in the water really destroyed that area. So we've able, been able to salvage some of the wood we'll put back and repair and some will have to be new. Um, but for the most part, you can walk in the house today and really envision, you know, what it would have felt like new. Somebody stole all our door hardware. So we're having oh, to, all the window hardware, yeah. window hardware. So we're trying to replace that with the same um, manufacturer and the same ones that were there. So thanks to the Internet. I love the Internet. It's so great because uh, people are out looking for us. We send out spreadsheets. There's. Facebook groups for, you know, antique hardware of a certain period and people have donated when they find out we're a nonprofit. We've had some people sell us at a discount, some just donate what they have. So we're starting, we have a little collection of stuff that we'll start putting back on soon. Um, but for the most part, it's just a fabulous, fabulous house. Well, and what's cool about touring it now is as a restoration in progress, you can see like how it was built because there are places where there's you know no wall it's down to the studs or the floor is ripped up and you can see you know the lath work on the plaster work from the ceiling of the room below and so if you're interested at all in like how did they build these houses so long ago um, now's a good time to come tour the house because you can really you can see, see it. The, the bones of it so did it sit vacant after kempner I assume, it, uh, no she lived um Let's see. When she died, she had a, a younger, uh, her daughter, her youngest daughter never married. And so Gladys Kempner actually inherited it. And she lived in it until she passed away, I think, in the late 60s. And so they owned it for 50 years or so. And then it was sold to a gentleman named John Samuels. And he's quite the character. He was one of the 50 wealthiest men in the U.S. at the time he bought it. And he had made a lot of money in some kind of coal scheme uh, back in the early 70s, late 60s, early 70s. And he proceeded to just wildly spend all that money. And he didn't buy just, he bought this house and put his parents in it. Uh, he was from Galveston originally. Um, but he bought like a, an extremely well-known historic home. I've got the name written down somewhere. Um, but he bought tons of art. He was like president of the New York Ballet. I mean, he just inserted himself into society and proceeded to spend all his money and then ended up being sued by a lot of people over the coal scheme. And he left and moved to Dubai and didn't come back. <laughs> so the house he lived a very long time. He lived to be in his 90s. So wow. 
um, so the house just sat without ever being repaired or worked on. And his nephew lived there as kind of a caretaker, I guess, and rented rooms to people. And it was kind of a hippie commune. They'd had concerts and parties. It was known as a wild party house. It was known as kind of a wild party house. Um, but the, the, and they were young, you know, young people, but they cared about the house. They didn't damage it or do anything to That's it. I met, I met some of them later after I bought it. A couple of them cried because they were so happy that it was being worked on because they had written to Samuels and begged him to fix the roof or fix this or that. And yeah. he just said, no, no, he wasn't. Yeah, it, it's amazing because there's no, there's no human damage to the house. So there's no. lots of termite and water damage. But, you know, all those years it was known as a party house and a hangout, but they were so respectful of the house and they, they mm -hmm. took as good a care of it as they could That's without having the money to do the kind of upkeep a house like that needs. needs. Wow. Yeah. I'm just fascinated by the fact that he put his parents in there and didn't update the kitchen. I just, I'm just wondering why nobody bothered with the kitchen after all. Well, I mean, it had a stove. It would have had a stove. It would have had a work table in the middle. Yeah. Um, it had a sink. It would have been functional, but not like a kitchen today. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised that they, somebody didn't put a kitchen in there. You Eliza, want a dishwasher in the butler's pantry? It, well, Eliza Kipner, she had one of the things she did. She had a huge family and all these grandkids and apparently they had like almost mandatory big family dinners once a week. So they would have, you know, 20, 30, 35 people. And they put in a, a there was a com giant commercial stove in the kitchen and a second stove oh, sitting okay. beside it. And they did cut into the original vent head and put a gigantic like commercial kitchen vent oh, fan okay. going outside. So apparently they, you know, cooked a lot in it and it had a, portable dishwasher they drilled a hole in the floor and ran the drain line down into the basement um but i'm assuming they just had a table in the middle that they used to prepare yeah. food on now it had a big it has a big butler's pantry so just right next to the kitchen is a huge you know room full of cabinets where you would store every okay. thing and there's a food pantry behind the kitchen so okay. the kitchen was used pretty hard. You know, the house <laughs> was very, very lived in, very lived in. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah. Cruising through some of the pictures and it's what I could see it. It's yeah. I would really like to see the inside. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a definitely, cool. come, definitely come take people, a look. People always tell us they, they watch the videos and um, we've got our, you know, core fan base and they come for the first time and see it and they're blown away because the, the videos and the pictures don't do it justice on the scale of it and the height of the ceilings. And um, I, we're kind of used to it. You know, it's like, I'm not, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look that big to me anymore. <laughs> seems a little small. How would you get, you know, but we've had, you know, 30 people seated in the parlor. Um, but it, it doesn't feel so big to me anymore because I've been there so much, but people come in and they're like, Oh, <laughs> you know, um, but it's a fun house. It's a fun house. It's a fun property. It's a fun property. It has very good vibes. It was very always good. it was always a family home. It was always a happy yeah. home, you know, and so it just has a really good, feel-good vibe to it. Awesome. And supposedly it's haunted. And that is always a plus. <laughs> everything, everything in Galveston. Is. Everything in Galveston is haunted. You can't have a house in Galveston that's not. It's not as haunted as the Lucas. Oh, my God. The so, Lucas is is uh, so it, it's crazy, crazy down there. I could tell you stories about it. 
um, that have happened to me. My mother used to say she didn't believe in ghosts or anything like that. And she'd say, but I know you, you know, <laughs> you don't lie. If it happened to you, it was really confusing for her because yeah. I'd tell her what went on down there. And <laughs> Well, as, as Taylor says, my daughter says, you know, even if you don't believe in ghosts, you believe that the Lucas is haunted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's something going on. We don't know what it is. It, it's more poltergeisty type yeah. haunting. Yeah. It's not scary. It's not yeah. scary um, yeah. haunted. But I'll, I'll give you the the like the Reader's Digest condensed version. We were on a home tour, and a friend of mine. We washed every window, and there's I don't know fifty, sixty windows in that thing. And she and I both locked them because they're these big windows, and we checked everything as she cleaned and washed them. And um, getting ready for the home tour. Uh, my sister-in-law and I were there and we felt wind and looked around and all the windows are open and they're open like this. And you're like, okay, <laughs> you know, how did that happen? Cause they're not easy to open. And you were in the house when it happened. When you were in the house and we shut them and uh, got ready to leave and felt wind. And she went around and the windows in the bedroom were open again. And you're Everybody wanted like, the windows open. Okay. <laughs> We'll leave the window. You, you win. We'll leave the windows open. You know, Aww. it's like, um, yeah, it's not just like a little noise or a creak or something here and there. It's like big stuff happening, but not not mean or scary. Just just energy. Just energy. Johnny had mentioned uh, his plans to start a new uh, paranormal festival in Galveston <laughs> yeah, later in busy. the year. Yes, he's doing that. The uh, Ghost Post will yeah. be in October of this year. At the so Lee Kemper House. But Lee he Kemper wouldn't house. commit to whether or not your he house yeah. is haunted. He wouldn't tell us anything. <laughs> he was being very coy. Well, we had um, an event on Friday the 13th in October, and we had some psychic mediums do readings, gallery readings, and, and we had some paranormal investigators come in, and um, they all felt like there was a lot of activity there. In fact, the psychic mediums want to come back. They're coming back in March, on March 23rd, I believe, to do readings again because they were kind of blown away by it and wanted to come back. And uh, That's fun. That's yeah. fun. But Galveston, you know, with the 1900 hurricane, even if you're, say. <laughs> even if your own house did not have some kind of event in it or tragedy or whatever, there were so many lives lost there that, you know, people say that they're just that energy is just pervasive across that end of the island, whether it was in your house or not, because there were just, you know, there were eight or nine thousand people in that concentrated area that were killed. So. Some cities are just yeah, that was a lot. But it's and I fun. just got confirmation from Johnny that the Ghost Coast Festival is planned to be right there at the Lee Kempner House. Mm -hmm. um, were we not supposed to say anything? Sorry, Johnny. Did we? Were we not supposed to say anything? <laughs> it's uh, should have told us not to tell. That's what he didn't say. <laughs> well, it's funny because he asked if. Uh, we could uh, have him on the show the next episode so yeah. he can respond to us. Point, <laughs> <laughs> counterpoint. The, the naughty he's thing been, we've been saying about him. <laughs> yeah, he's been a, a wonderful supporter. He and um, Jen Keel with Spooky Galveston, they're putting on the Ghost Coast. And it, it's so nice to see the community step up and people are interested in the house and trying to come up with creative ways to help us and get the word out and raise a little money, you know, bring awareness to the house. So it's Joe has been in steampunk 
forever and knows Johnny. And, and so I'm kind of new to the community, but it, it's really nice. And, you know, everybody's been just very helpful and reaching out and caring about the house. So it's it was fun. We had a blast last year. So we're really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm sure. I would like to go to the Ghost Festival. I think that, that'll be fun. be fun. Yeah, and that's in October, y'all said? I think, I'm not sure of the date. Does he have a date? I don't want to say. I thought he said it was in two weeks. Tomorrow. We'll let Johnny talk about it. Yeah, I, thought yeah. they, I thought he said it was October, but I can't remember. I think but, it's October. Yeah. It's in October. Yeah, I would like to go to that. Shut up, Johnny. <laughs> it's not tomorrow. <laughs> it's tomorrow. <laughs> well, that's a problem. <laughs> We are yeah, getting Johnny's, on toward nine o'clock. <laughs> yeah. um, but we, we neglected Joe, and I never got to find out what she's drinking. It's been bothering oh, me the whole hour. Yeah. No, no, it was it was orange juice, ginger ale, and elderflower. Oh which is a riff on I don't know if you remember, but at the um Bon Voyage party we had a drink called the Clever Jeanette, named after my daughter, which was blood orange soda, gin and elderflower. But I had no gin. But this is my homage to to the clever Jeanette. <laughs> I must have missed it. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah, that was- <laughs> Jack has had an elderflower liqueur mm-hmm. that he's brought to the show a couple of times. I do times. like my elderflower liqueur. I have to I blame, the big I blame my wife for that one, Lex. <laughs> She's the one that that keep that finds good ones and uh, always brings something interesting for me. Yeah, this one is, is Saint Germain. It's yeah. my, my the last bottle I had was not Saint Germain, but the bottle is so pretty. That's the one that gets placed in. That's the one we have mm-hmm. right now currently. Yeah. yeah. I was glad to hear you talk about buying Zima for the pretty bottle because that is how I select my wines. Is hey, I do <laughs> too. If it has a pretty yeah. bottle, it must be good. So I like the labels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll save them. <laughs> All righty. Well, yeah, I almost bought a car because I like the license plate. So I bought my new car because it was so pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. uh, Johnny wants y'all to tell us about your T-shirts. Oh, Oh, the merch. Yeah, Okay, we've done all this and I didn't really plug the house. I'm, I, I just suck at this. And- <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's we have a website. We have a website that Joe built for us, leekipnerhouse.org. And on there we have a little online store now. We have merchandise. Um, Thank we you, have Lauren. two styles of t-shirts. And oh, hold on. <laughs> and we still have Christmas ornaments left over yes, that are, yes, that are yes, painted yes, on wood. I'm in my utility washroom slash office, so I, I, I shoved everything to the side to be neat. But we had volunteers. We used um, old wood. This is 130-year-old wood from the house where we had to do some demolition for plumbing. And we had volunteers that painted and made all kinds of um Cute little Christmas oh. ornaments so and cute. some slate off the original roof that we found on the property. These are little shelf ornaments, and we are working on um, some other things right now. Hopefully, a little more steampunk related to go up there. So all the proceeds go directly to the house. Um, we're a one hundred percent volunteer organization. We're a hundred percent volunteer organization, so we do hire, you know, like I said, professional. Masons were obviously hiring somebody to do the roof, but um, 
we try to do as much as we can ourselves. So every dollar goes a long way with us. So you can get a Lee Kempner House t-shirt, a, a wonderful volunteer who found us on the internet donated the t-shirt. So 100% of the sale of that comes back to us. So we've just been very lucky. You can follow us on YouTube if you do like um HGTV. It is not the clean. You want to see your fallen well? <laughs> you want to see what? If you want to see what real, real rehab looks like, uh, we are, we are not scripted. We are uh, very poorly. Edited. We're not tech savvy, but we are not tech savvy. Um, it's real. It's real. <laughs> it is. It is real. We do our best to get a new video up every Sunday. And that's if you just go to Lee Kempner House and YouTube, you'll find us. And we're on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> and we're learning how to use those, too. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, we're. But yeah, but if you every time somebody watches a video, we get like almost a penny. And <laughs> Which, it adds up. It adds up. We have made yeah. since we started our yeah. channel, we have made um $3,500 oh, off wow. YouTube. Okay. Yeah. So it's real. So it adds up to real. I tell yeah. people, even if you don't like pay insurance. Yeah. Even if you don't like it, you know, put it on your phone and start the playlist and turn the sound down and turn the phone over. <laughs> I will turn it on tomorrow when I'm working. They can tell y'all to do that. Yeah. Let that yeah. let that roll. You know, everything helps. Yeah. YouTube, so. if you're watching, we didn't tell you to do that. <laughs> although there, although there are things that people can do, and um, and that many, it all adds up. Every it all adds up. up. Every penny adds up. Mm -hmm. And you can volunteer. There's a volunteer button. You can fill out a form. Yeah, we had people come in all the way from like the West Coast just to scrape paint. California for a day. California you know, for a day. Wow. There's if you if you ever want to do renovation, then you know, sign up and come on down and there's always something to do at the house. There's always something to <laughs> do. Always something to do. Might always. not be glamorous or interesting, but <laughs> or you can find out when we're open for tours if you just want to come take a tour. We try to post every Sunday night a schedule for the week, uh, kind of working around construction. So we try to get open at least two days a week. Awesome. Very cool. We are very much. Well, thank you, Johnny, for reminding us to plug. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. That's why he's the professional. Yes, right. he is the professional. Yes. All right. Uh, let me tell everybody about uh, our patrons who are helping us keep the lights on here at the Texas Team Punk Connection. Uh, we're supported in part by J.R. Seeger's A School for the Great Game, uh, in which an Edwardian teen named Elizabeth Bancroft is resentful about being sent to her finishing school in India, which is in fact the British India School for Spies, teaching the family business of espionage, martial arts, and the Tibetan mystic arts. The School for the Great Game is the first in a steampunk garage series available on Amazon. Uh, we're also supported by Fair Treasures. Fair Treasures is a selection of Texas-made female presenting costumes and accessories for steampunk and Renaissance wear, one-of-a-kind imported jewelry. You can shop Fair Treasures at fairtreasures.com, fair spelled with an E, or on etsy.com. Uh, thank you, Kitty, for supporting us. Uh, we also want to thank our patrons, uh, Jenny and Ryan Shaver, who have been uh, supporting us for, for years now, it seems like, uh, and uh, certified aeronaut Natalie McTavish, which is who has been on our show a number of times. Thank you, Natalie. And a generous grant from the crew of the airship Aberfeldy, Rita and Lawrence Allen, who I know are listening right now. Thank you guys for tuning in once again. 
Johnny is, as I've mentioned, uh, is listening in. He will be with us in two weeks. Uh, again, Tuesday night at eight o'clock. So we have that to look forward to as we uh, move closer to April and the Galveston Steampunk Festival, where you'll get to actually see the Lee Kempner House and so many other things. Really looking forward to it. Um, awesome. Is there anything else uh, that needs to be added or said before we uh, roll roll the outro? Just thank you very much Thanks for having us on. We appreciate it. Thank you it. for being with us. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Thank you very much for uh, uh, being on our show and telling us all about the uh, uh, the project house that you have <laughs> that we're going to get to see. Uh, it's been great to uh, meet you, Janie Mitchum president and uh joe gill uh, program development at the lee kipner house thank you so much thank you guys thanks good evening everybody <laughs> you too so once again thank you for listening you can find us again on uh, facebook at texas steampunk connection for any comments questions suggestions if you know of something happening steampunk that's happening soon we can put it on our calendar on our patreon um, as well as the, the list of over 100 comics and graphic novels, uh, steampunk and Weird West related. You can also email us at texassteampunkconnection at gmail.com. And we're uh, a streaming podcast, texassteampunkconnection.podbean.com. And if you lose it on Facebook and you want to watch a remake, a rerun of this show at any point in time on YouTube, you can go find them on Steam Chest. <laughs> and although we've made many, many jokes about Twitter, <laughs> you can look for us at TX Steam, Steam Connect Connection. 1 oh. Twitter. I never use it. I never look at it. I don't know. I don't understand Twitter. Yeah, so yeah, once again, thank you very much. And until next time, mind your mind gauges. Mind your gauges. <laughs> <laughs>